Welcome to Dragon Talk. Woo! I'm Greg Tito. I'm the host, along with my friend, Shelly Mathenoble. Yeah! How's it going? What's my role? You are the host. Oh. We're both hosts. Co-hosts. 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 But putting the co in front of it, it seems so sterile. Yeah. I feel like I got promoted. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, you, well, you did. I feel like I was more of a sidekick. <laughs> no, I'm your like sidekick. the Robin to your Howard. I always thought I was the, the, the Hoda. You're the Kathy Lee, or am I the no, Kathy Lee? No, you're the, the Kathy Lee. Oh, you're man. definitely the Kathy Lee. Are we drinking Chardonnay right now? Because I, we should be. Yeah, can't you tell? <laughs> That's why we're so loop to loop. We got an awesome guest on this year' podcast. I'm very excited. We'll be talking to B. Dave Walters. Love it. Uh, who I just called Dave, I think, the whole time. Mm-hmm. But uh, he's. I'm going to call him B. Dave. Call him B. Dave. Yep. I've had people refer to him as B. Dave. Really? Yeah. I mean, you put the B there, it's kind of asking for it's it. It's true. Uh, he is an awesome uh, D&D player, uh, yeah. and uh, he's in the new Inkwell Society show that Maze Arcana, uh, Rudy Wootenberg, is, is dungeon mastering. Yep. So can't wait to ask him all about that and how it's been going. And a motivational speaker. I mean, I need Not some Not unlike of, Oprah. I need some of that. Said that in his bio. That means I might be paraphrasing. that he's going to get us all ready to, uh, you know, start the day. He might even give us a new car. <laughs> Each of us. Or bees, depending on which gift you're, you're, you've been putting in. <laughs> oh, yeah. You might get a new car, too, Ryan. Woo! New bees. And you, too, Pelham. Everybody gets Woo! a new car. You get a new car. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah, you uh, don't drop the Oprah reference without... Without just doing it. Do I have to step on the couch and be like, I'm so excited, Oprah. I love this podcast. I'm going to get divorced four years later. Isn't that what happened? Yeah. To Tom Cruise. ambush. Yeah. Yeah. It happened. What happened to Tom I know my pop pop culture. He's in movies like crazy. He doesn't, he's He's not gone anywhere. Really? Yeah. He was probably in like five movies last year. Nobody talks about him anymore. Yeah, he's not, I don't know, maybe not as much of a bankable star as he used to be. Hmm. But uh, that new Mission Impossible looks good. Eh? He doesn't eh? see his daughter ever, <laughs> according to Us Weekly. According, and they are a trusted source. They're, they are pretty trusted. They know like I mean, they're not 90% people, of what's really happening. But the they're not in touch, <laughs> if you want to rank them. <laughs> <laughs> Those are magazine titles? Yeah. Oh, okay. Do you not grocery shop? I mean, I see them there, but I largely get uh, annoyed. But you don't there. just pick them up and flip through them. I just can't wait for the day when D&D modules uh, will be sold in stores like that. Oh, uh, I know. Right? I That'd could be, see that. Wouldn't you rather flip through that yeah. at, the, at, the, at the, the checkout counter? Yes. But until that day comes, uh, it's all about star. It is, yeah. And people. Soon. Soon it'll be about, yeah. about uh, your, your D&D character and what it'll they be, did that day. You know, you, we could be reading about celebrities and their D&D games in Us Weekly. That's true. Uh, there are a lot of celebrities who play Dungeons and Dragons I've nowadays. Heard that. Uh, not just celebrities, uh, actors, comedians, creators. Uh, I'm kind of assembling them all together. It's going to be a lot of fun. What? I know for a thing. It's the, the Avengers. It's coming out. It sounds like it. Yeah, I'm doing. I'm doing some Nathan style hints you, of, of wait, things that are coming to be up. Talking about this? I not publicly. No one's listening though, so that's good. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of secret things, what are you working on, Mr. Mr. Shelley? Mr. Well, there's a secret. <laughs> now it's out. <laughs> we picked the perfect time to do it. I'm, uh, I'm Mr. Shelley now. Um, my stuff's not secret anymore. It's not, right? <coughs> well, I know you got at least one secret thing. Sorry. Still getting over a cold. Oh, I do have a secret. Did yeah. you just mute me? Because I coughed into the microphone. <laughs> People have control over your uh, you your general. Can, yeah, you should. So you got two awesome projects. You got Betrayal and House on the Hill. Betrayal Legacy. Yes. 
Access and Allies and Zombies. Yes. And then this brand new thing that we haven't announced yet. Yeah. That just literally sprung up and is so awesome. It is pretty cool. Mind-bogglingly so cool. I I, I would be uh, uh, accurate to describe as the office as a buzz there's for a what's buzz. been happening about it. There's a total buzz. Yes. It's the, what's the buzz? So Tell me what's happening. What's the buzz? So you're going to see that. And there's, you know, we never talked about something. What's that? What didn't we talk about? Our temporary employee. We didn't. We never did. He was playtesting this awesome secret thing. He was in charge of the playtest. Yeah. He was running the whole show, the whole shebang. Running. Running. Back. Running back. <laughs> <laughs> you may uh, understand we're talking about. Can we t- We can say this, right? I think so. Yeah. yeah. We had CJ Procise, uh, who is a running back for the Seattle Seahawks, a professional football team. <laughs> Uh, for Super those Bowl of you who, champions. Who listening who may not know uh, from different sides, not just football, American if football. If you're Chris Lindsay, you would say, sports ball. Yes, exactly. I'm going, I don't care. Uh, or if you're uh, from other countries, you might call it football Americano. Football. Uh, <laughs> no, it's not football. <laughs> football is definitely soccer. Right. Yes. Uh, but American no, he was great. Football. He was awesome to have in uh, the building and yeah. running these playtests. He wanted to come here. Yeah. And it, I guess this is a thing sometimes. NFL players work with their players association to find internships, mm-hmm. things that they can do in the off season, so they can just learn some different skills. Right. And, and he asked for us. He's interested in game design, so he was paired up with us. Even though he's more of a video gamer, he still really liked it here, and he liked the team, and he wanted to come hang out with us. Yeah. And he was awesome. He was a great dude to have around, for sure. Yeah. Made a he was lot really good. of uh, just people excited. Again, more of the buzz. The buzz was the happening. Buzz. It was, it was, it was kind of crazy. A lot of energy. He was really nice. He was cool. I actually really missed So him. you'll find out more about what he was running the playtest for yeah. uh, much later. Yep. Uh, but we have uh, some fun. Morton Cannon's Tome of Foes is coming out in May. That's coming very soon. You Somebody do realize asked that. me when it was coming out, and I said May. Yes! May 18th, because you haven't been doing these uh, recordings with me. May yeah, 18th is in game stores. That's where you can get the standard cover uh, as well as the... Oh, right. Alternate cover uh, is available in the game stores. Then May 29th, everywhere else, just the standard cover, but okay. available everywhere, right. uh, including uh, our friends I at wait. D&D Beyond uh, and all that jazz. Oh, you can get nice. that. Uh, uh, and it's, it's, it's been tons of fun. And we've been showing off uh, Morning Cannon's Tome of Foes Monsters. Yep. Uh, in Morning Cannon's Mayhem, Shelly has won uh, her match, but then she abdicated My for friend. the second match. Yeah. I can't. I can't compete against Emmy. <laughs> That's probably a good call. Like, well, since I she's can't. working so much on finishing well, those projects yeah, of yours. Because <laughs> I'm afraid that she really will just lean over the table and punch me. Yeah. She's intense. She is. Yeah, I when, know she's got she's to have a dark side. When right? she goes camping, she's intense. <laughs> good one. <laughs> a pretty good uh, So that's been a lot of fun, though, seeing you playing as the Gith Yankee uh, Supreme Commander. Booze Hags. Booze Hags. Booze Hags. Team Booze Hags. Yep. Been lots of fun. Sean better not mess it up. It's true. He's he's going to... Sean Wood, our concept illustrator, uh, is uh, taking over for you. Uh, but we'll see. We'll see if he can make it into the finals. Will you be able to do the finals, you think, if, oh, if yeah. he makes you in? Yeah. It's just a, temp- a temporary sub. Although he'll probably want to because he'll be like, it was me who well, got you in there. Well, I mean, he's going to lose to Emmy. Let's, let's be That's honest. That's true. I think Emmy's just going to take She's going to run the table. I Although think she is. Kate won. Kate Irwin or no? Kate Irwin won, yes. Did she? Yes, yes. She beat Nathan. So Kate and Emmy 
could like t- go all the way to the Ooh, end. Ooh, that's I want to see that death match. That would just be like, no, you go, it's okay. So if too you, nice. If you're confused about what we're talking about, we've been running Morning Canaan's oh. Mayhem on uh, Mondays on our Twitch channel, Twitch.tv/dnt. Uh, at 4 p.m. Pacific time, uh, right after we record Dragon Talk, uh, yeah. these like this little bracket uh, of eight people uh, is now winnowed down to four, and uh, we'll see who gets to reign supreme at the end here by using one of the big, mo- challenging monsters from Morden Kanan's Tome of Foes. Uh, so it's a great way to introduce what makes these characters fun and interesting, as well as uh, get the, some personalities around the table. I can't see Kate and Emmy. I know. I, don't I know love either. them too much. I don't crazy. want them to have to do this. It's been crazy. Uh, but we need to get to our fun lore segment. Uh, today, I talked to uh, them about a fun thing that's in uh, Morning Canes, actually. Oh. Arch Devils. We went into Demon Lords in uh, uh, Out of the Abyss uh, and didn't talk about their counterparts on the other side of the Blood War. Uh, so we go into it a little bit more detail with what all the personalities are behind the Arch Devils, the, the most strongest devils in the Nine hells. Oh, so we're going to go into that. That's pretty strong. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's do some bing bongs and get right to that. Yes. Bing bong. Bing bong. <laughs> Welcome to another segment of Lore You Should Know. I am Greg Tito, and this is the segment where we delve into Dungeons & Dragons lore uh, to give you stuff you might be able to use in your game or just because it's super interesting and these guys know a lot about it. Uh, I am joined by Mr. Chris Perkins. Thank you. And Matt Cernan. Howdy. And we are going to talk about Arch Devils today. We talked a little bit about the Nine Hells in a previous uh, Lore You Should Know segment, uh, but this we'll talk about the devils themselves uh, and uh, and how devilish and, and they what, are. What, what arch devilness means? Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So, what what does an arch devil mean? An arch devil, as opposed to just a normal devil, is the ruler of a layer of the nine hells. So, at any given time, there are nine of them, unless there's some weird case where an arch devil actually rules more than one layer. Uh-huh. In which case, there may be less than nine of them. And there have been some occasions in which two devils have sort of have shared. jointly ruled. Yes. So. I see. <clears throat> what if someone added a layer and there was like ten layers of hell? There are no added layers <laughs> in hell. Yeah. Nine. Nine. Eleven? No. Nope. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and those, those are all ruled by Asmodeus, correct? correct? So Asmodeus or Asmodeus is the... Overlord of the Nine Hells. He is the, he is the Lord of the Nine, uh, the greatest of all the archdevils, and the only one among them who these days can count himself as a god. Has he always been in charge? As long as we have delved into the Nine Hells, yes. Interesting. Mm-hmm. When uh, were the Nine Hells uh, or archdevils uh, first kind of talked about? The Monster Manual, first edition. Uh-huh. So the very first Monster Manual, there they were. In All nine of them named? Were all nine of them in there? Let's see. There was Asmodeus in the original. Didn't, no, we didn't. Didn't we have Mephistopheles? No, we did. Um, uh, we didn't have him in the original Monster Manual. We had uh, Asmodeus, Dissipator, um, Balzibel, and Garion, mm-hmm. um, one of the one of the oldies who's currently not a ruler of one of the layers of the Nine Hells. Um, and then uh, over time, some others were introduced. Uh, Mammon came in Monster Manual 2, as did Moloch mm-hmm. and Mephistopheles. So the, we saved the M's for some reason. <laughs> Just um, get, get them all out there. Yep. Uh, so they um, were kind of rolled out. 
And a lot of those are, are, are common to kind of like the Christian myths yes. of, of, of demons, right? Yes. Those, and, those well, names all devils. Devils, yes, I'm yeah. sorry. Um, and and there's, there's a lot of uh, sort of uh, in, not only in the names but in the presentation of the devils, there are some uh, heavy Christian undertones. Yeah, and, uh, you know, D&D with its uh, mythology of gods and devils and demons and so on and so forth has borrowed heavily from – Christianity and uh, sort of um, uh, sort of weird uh, occult sort of things that aren't they're sort of Christian or sort of kind right. of related. I mean, not necessarily recognized by Christianity, but it's kind of Christian adjacent. Adjacent, yeah. yes. yes. Um, and then also similar things with other cultures. And so you know, we'll, you'll find um, deities and creatures and monsters and so on and Dungeons and Dragons that are named after real world deities and pantheistic societies because it just sort of yeah. plundered all of those for yeah it's using myth yeah. as, as, as a source and what D&D what, what the early editions tried to do is give make sure that these devils had interesting looks to them mm-hmm. um, so that they wouldn't all just be you know horned guys Asmodeus looks like a, an impeccably dressed handsome older guy beard um, little horns but then you put him next to Balzabal, who in the first edition Monster Manual basically had a fly head. Mm. Um, and Garion, who had a big serpentine body. Um, so, but flies and serpents are definitely sort of embedded in the lore of, of devils in real world myth society. Right. So Balzabal was the lord of the flies, right? Yes. yes exactly. exactly. William Golding. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Um, and so some of them look more like a traditional devil, as we imagine them, than others. Some of them look weirdly monstrous, um, but all of them are kind of scary. But the important thing is Asmodeus is the main archdevil. Yeah. And he decides who, hi- who rules which layers of hell. And if an archdevil on another layer is not... Living up to expectations, Asmodeus can basically connive or dethrone that archdevil and install a new one. Mm-hmm. And over the course of editions, um, we have con- either sub, at times probably unconsciously and at other times consciously, switched those out mm. to suggest or indicate the idea that hell is not st- hell. The hells are not static, um, and because of all the political backstabbing that comes with being a devil and a lawful evil individual, that there have been changes over time, that old archdevils have uh, fallen out of favor or been pushed out by their rivals and um, had new people elevated up in their place. Interesting. Yeah, and one of the weird things about that kind of change that's been made in you know who's on top when, of uh, which layer is that those changes were often made independent of other products that came out at the time. And so, um, you know, when uh, so-and-so fell and so-and-so was elevated in sort of the timeline of the various worlds of D&D is kind of really fuzzy. It's yeah. just, it's just yeah. sort of... Some are, easy, some are a little bit easier to peg than others because there were some product to buttress it. Like when... In second edition, there was a product called a Paladin in Hell, mm. and that ends with a showdown with Garion, the, the ruler then of the fifth layer of Hell. Yeah. And it's sort of assumed that when that adventure concludes, Garion is out. Okay. Um, that that event was sort of precipitated his exit and fall from Asmodeus' favor. But and he so still exists? He's, he's still alive. Um, the, a devil can get just pushed out politically. Right. 
A devil that dies on a plane other than its own doesn't truly die. It reforms back in the nine hells. A devil that dies in the nine hells can still come back, usually as a lower order devil that then has to work its way back up through the diabolical hierarchy to achieve any status, it, to reachieve any status it lost. I love that diabolical is an actual adjective. Yeah, but it makes sense in this context. Yes, exactly. um, Not so, jerks. Um, and in other cases, we don't really know what happened, as Matt said, to cause the change. Okay. Like, um, between editions, often these changes happen. Uh, the Lord of the Sixth Layer of Hell um, has changed a number of times. It was once in, in Planescape, the Hag Countess mm-hmm. was the, uh, the Archdevil in charge of that. Archdevil. Uh, but then uh, with, I think, fourth edition, that was replaced by Asmodeus' daughter, Glazia. Ah. And she became, and still is, the Archdevil of that layer. Is, uh, and so all the now leaders of each layer, they're in, uh, uh, many of them are in Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes, statted up to be able to be used. Yes. Uh, a few of them. Yes, interesting. Them. Not all yeah, of them. Not all of them. <clears throat> not each of the, of the nine layers. Um, but I know at least uh, Moloch so, is in there. Moloch is definitely in there. Moloch's an interesting character. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about let's each, each about one of him. these if we can, yeah. So um, Moloch is a name that's used a lot in a lot of the older products, and um, it wasn't really, I think, until very recently that we figured out um, that there's a connection between Moloch and the original, was it, or the first edition, was it Player's Handbook or the DMG? Player's Handbook. Player's Handbook. Yeah. Um, where uh, the sort of creature, or the there's a, a statue of something on that the cover of that book and the adventures are prying uh the gem out of the oh yeah the, very famous yeah the, i love yeah. that first yeah. edition and, cover um f- it wasn't until very recently that we sort of figured out like that's probably moloch because of various other depictions of moloch that had happened earlier on oh it's a statue to him yeah, yeah. when yeah. you look at, at when you look eyes. at that illustration and you look at the black and white illo rendered of him in the first edition monster manual 2 yeah there is a definite likeness um, and it looks like they're in a cultist, yeah. uh, uh, you know, area. It's not mm-hmm. definitely yeah. a holy uh, yeah. in any in any way. Yeah. So, and I have a vague recollection <clears throat> that somebody actually tracked down someone who was familiar with the art process. Yeah. So, um, without going too far down this rabbit hole, uh, that cover. Uh, this is some of this is this is all third hand information coming. So, <laughs> believe it at your peril. <laughs> right. Yes. Um, but. Apparently, it wasn't the cover that Gary wanted or expected for the player's handbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, when it arrived, he was somewhat surprised. But the, off, the artist would, uh, apparently referred to it as Molly, the, the actual statue. Oh. Um, and so Molly, Moloch. Mo- you know, yeah, there's a connection there. Yeah. Um, so if that story is true, then uh, that sort of helps kind of cement that. Nice. Um, so we're like triangulating that information, but it's yeah, like, all right, we're yeah. like 95% right. sure that that is what now, Moloch it, well, looks like. Yeah, but there, there are some conflicting uh, thoughts about that as well. So it may, in fact, be proven ultimately false. But when you, when you do look at the illustration of the Monster Manual 2 and you compare it to the of, – of Moloch in Monster Manual 2 and you compare it to the illustration on the cover of the Player's Handbook, you start to see certain similarities. Now, what, uh, what kind of an uh, uh, arch-double was Moloch? What was his character? 
like he was kind of a bruiser, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, he's he's a he's a beefcake. Um, <laughs> but uh, he's, always working out. He's uh, he was exiled, um, so uh, you know he's one of those ones that it's sort of looking for a return. Um, there are there are other devils out there that arch devils that are, or previous arch devils that are um, characters that are looking f- to return to hell. Uh, Gargoth is another one, um, and I think Garion is as well mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah, because he was thrown out, but now he's right. trying to get yes. back. Yeah. Yes, interesting. Or thrown out at least as being an arch devil, but he was always yeah. still there. Uh, what about Mephistopheles? What is what is that character? So like? Mephistopheles is the archdevil of the eighth layer of hell, called Cania, and he is probably of all the archdevils the one closest to Asmodeus in power. Um, and he and Asmodeus have had a prickly relationship, but I think it. I think it holds the old aphorism, you keep your enemies close, is mm-hmm. exactly why Mephistopheles has never been dethroned or cast out by Asmodeus um, from his stronghold uh, um, on the icy layer in which he lives. Um, yeah, and the I just wanted to bring up that one of the things we try to do with uh, Mordenkainen's Tome of Foes is give each of the archdevils who rules a layer sort of a, their own shtick. They do have some of that in previous lore, but a lot of the previous lore is often based upon the sort of political struggle and who's on top when and all that kind of stuff, yeah. rather than saying, okay, this archdevil wants this, and you know this is how they go about getting it. So Mordenkainen's Tone of Foes, you can look forward to sort of learning what the motivations are between, behind these archdevils like Mephistopheles and so on, um, because then you learn basically, okay, here's why uh, not only would, you know, you like to make a deal with Mephistopheles, but why he'd like to make a deal with you. This is the kind of deal that Mephistopheles makes. This is the kind of deal that Zariel makes. These are the kinds of people that they're trying, the sort of souls they're trying to entice into hell. Um, right. Because, you know, that that way they kind of get this, this soul uh, direct as opposed to sort of what typically happens, which is if you're lawful evil and you uh, you haven't been particularly beholden to any particular god or devil or whatever, you end up emerging from the river Styx, which uh, wipes all your memory, and you come out as a Lemur, the lowest version of devil. Um, and if you want to get anywhere in hell, you have to sort of work your way up the hierarchy from being a measly little Lemur. And how does that usually happen as far as working your way up? Does it come just from stabbing the person that's ahead of you <laughs> or, or getting more it's, souls to sign contracts? Yes. So Avernus, Avernus is the first layer of hell, and um, one of the things about hell is that you typically can't get from layer to layer without going through each layer. So if you want to get to the third layer, you got to go through the second, uh, and you have to sort of that kind of thing. If you want to get higher in your ranking, you have to go through the various steps of uh, you know uh, evolution, let's say, yeah. from one to the next. Yeah. And I would imagine that you know most Lemures need to just do a really good job following the orders of anybody around them who gives them orders of higher ranking. And maybe at some point somebody notices that they are terrible. But I mean, I imagine most Lemures just spend really long time. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think when you're a Lemure, really, it's just your, it's just odds. You know, yeah. are you in the right place at the right time when you get promoted? Because what happens is Archdevil, Asmodeus can promote anybody to be a, a ruler of a layer of hell yeah. and they become an Archdevil. An Archdevil has the power to elevate any devil underneath them up. 
And sometimes when the devilish, when devils get thinned out, they just have to bring in more souls, make lemurs out of them, and then elevate those lemurs to fill in the ranks that have been depleted in the blood war or whatever other conflicts happen. So if you just happen to be the lemur that gets the finger pointed at you and then bam, you are now whatever, the next whatever, step up, yeah. imp. Okay, now you're an imp. You, you can actually think and have a conversation with people and <laughs> connive and plot and you know, stab people with your stinger in the neck and do all kinds of funny things to elevate yourself. Now you're on sort of a path progression up toward becoming higher and higher rank until finally you are pit fiend waiting for somebody to piss Asmodeus off so that Asmodeus can point at you and go, you are now the ruler of this layer of hell. Mm. It's a long journey. Sometimes it lasts many, many lifetimes uh, to get from the mirror to Pit Fiend. Yeah. Most people don't make it. Most souls don't even... Uh, yeah. 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 Yeah, and one of the great things about the Blood War is that if you happen to be one of those mirrors or one of those other things and uh, the, the demons invade and they uh, kill you, you cease to exist. So <laughs> that's good. <laughs> Chances of your uh, ascending up the ranks at that point, very slim. <laughs> but I thought when they, if devils uh, perish on their plane, they could reform, but that's not true for Lemures? Well, if a devil dies on the Nine Hells, it's pretty much kaput. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, other planes they and they turn into. The um, mirrors rarely get sent to the material plane, <laughs> except by accident. They they yeah. get you know turned into goo in the case of devils or a cloud of smoke or flies or whatever, um, you know, and then they sort of reform back in hell. Uh, okay. But in hell, a devil if it's killed, it's done. The other interesting thing about arch devils is that they're highly intelligent and civilized, unlike demon lords who you know are crass. Horrible, monstrous, depraved, and mad. Mad, mostly. yeah. Usually, completely insane. Um, devils at that level are playing political games that make the pol- the politics of any material plane world seem tame by comparison. Right. And they're dealing with one another, and they're dealing with mortals, and they've got courts. They've got. Uh, military advisors, they've got vassals, they've got courtiers, they've got succubi and incubi to entertain them. They've got huge uh, numbers of people uh, toadying up to them Mm -hmm. um, to be the next person chosen to be their consort or companion or general or whatever. So they've all got their palaces and their courts surrounding them. So when you go to an archdevil, you're not just encountering the archdevil. You're encountering their entire spectrum, uh, their entire court, and having to deal with that. Are all of them as, as opulent as, as you're describing? It varies. It, it really does. It's, it's really strongly based, tied to personality. To each one, yeah. right. And uh, so, so that, what that means for sort of you know, adventures and so on, that where you're dealing with devils or you're going to hell and that kind of a thing, is that uh, it won't always be as simple as... You know, give me your soul and I'll give you power. It, it, sometimes they'll they'll just make a deal with you because it's convenient for them. So, you know, maybe you do make a deal with the devil and get away scot-free, right? You get the money. the and, first time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it works out. And, you know, and, well, now we've got a working relationship here. Right. You know? yeah, we <laughs> like, make a follow-up deal that might not be as good for now you. Now that we've established trust, let's, yeah. talk, let's talk about our mutual futures. Yeah, uh, yeah the other thing, too, is our, archdevils are very busy, so they have vassals to basically serve as intermediaries. So you, if you go to the Iron City of Dis, 
you're not just going to be able to talk to Dispater. You're going to have to talk to the bureaucracy. Right. And, and, and penetrate that yeah. before you even get anywhere near the arch devil. And that's more hellish than anything <laughs> yes. we've been talking about <laughs> yes. so far. Yeah. Uh, all right. Well, thank you, guys. Uh, that's a lot. Uh, there's a lot more information in Morning Canyon's Tome of Foes, yes, uh, which comes out uh, May 29th everywhere and May 18th in your local game store. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can get more there. But in the meantime, if people want to ask you questions about which Archdevil is your favorite, uh, where can they ask you? I'm on Twitter at Chris Perkins DND. Also on Twitter at, at Cernet, S-E-R-N-E-T-T. And I am at Greg Tito, uh, but I don't know anything about Archdevil, so don't bother me there. I will be back with another segment uh, in next week. So thank you very much, everybody. Oh, my God. Crazy. Gosh, I feel like like a little bit sinister right now. I know. Yeah. Do you want to be a devil? I am a devil. <laughs> I want to be the most powerful. I devil. see you writing down some things on that piece of paper. Is that's not a contract uh, for your soul to I go into the nine hells? Is it? Sold it. Oh, all right. I needed the money. <laughs> <laughs> well, sounds like you need to speak to a motivational speaker more than ever. I do. <laughs> be Dave. Help me get my soul back. Let's call up Dave and uh, let's find out uh, how he can help. Okay. <laughs> No, it, it already is. you got to project that yes. out there into the world. It's in there. You do. You have to declare your intent. Yes, exactly. Awesome. And, and I'm going to say words to attempt to make it awesome. It is. It's already. <laughs> do you notice I'm already sitting up straighter? <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I appreciate that. Yeah, we had, a, we had a little exchange there where I explained to them how amazing it is to be on the official D&D Twitch channel. This is like a, this is a high watermark. And, and I'd just like to say, folks, gamers... If I can be sitting here having this conversation with these people right now, anyone can. Believe me, don't give up. It's true. (laughs) It's true. (laughs) Very low bar. You say you want to be on Dragon Talk, and you'll be on Dragon Talk. That's That's it. That's it. You you might have to make a couple other appearances first, but it can be done. That's all I'm saying. I think you're selling yourself uh, pretty short Uh, in that uh, your resume is pretty amazing. I was kind of geeking out when I did a little research on you. Like, ooh. Well, thank you. Yeah, uh, I've been fortunate. It's been, uh, I kind of been participating in this space for a while. Actually, I have to give one little disclaimer before we start. Uh, sure. I adopted two cats exactly uh, a week ago. Oh. Uh, Ten days ago. So yeah. you're new. You're cats new to this. Cats love Dragon Talk. I, I'm, very, I'm very new to the cat thing. And they acclimated to the family maybe two days ago where they're like, oh, okay, we love you now. Yeah. So... <laughs> Maybe 30 seconds before we went live, my little girl just rolled up and was just like, I'm going to rub all over the mic. And I was like, please don't. And then she's like, I'm just going to plop in your lap. And I'm like, well, uh, okay. So if I look down periodically with mild horror, it's because I'm getting my uh, legs needed. Yeah. little uh, cat claws. Very, very we, sharp ones. We get it. Cats always yeah. make an appearance on Dragon Talk. I know. When we were talking to Lisa Chen, right? Yeah. It she, was a constant. Like, her cat kept on, not just on the lap, she was walking right in front of the camera. Yeah. Uh, right. And kept being like, oh, plop it down, and then would get right back up, and then eventually she just gave up, and it was like, I'm just going to yeah. pet the cat here on, on the, on the Skypes. Well, I, I, I skipped straight to that. I'm petting her now, <laughs> hoping I've immobilized her. I have her in a grappled condition right now to speak the language of the people. Oh, I, I appreciate I appreciate you doing that. I don't know yeah. how long it, yep. how long there it's it going to last. Always so, get a segue uh, back to the D and D as much yeah. as you can. You're good. There it is. You're good. Um, but you you've got an awesome uh, premiere this this uh, this week, right? Uh, for Inkwell Society with Maze Arcana. 
Yes, we we actually we had our first session last Wednesday. Uh, we're we're going for episode two this Wednesday. It's uh, Inkwell Society is our Eberron game, which is on uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Maze Arcana. We are playing level zero characters. Love it. Zero. Zero. Uh, it doesn't get much squishier than that. Uh, I, I pointed out that that uh, an angry barmaid with a rolling pin is capable of a TPK for all of us. Like, more like, <laughs> or even just like, a hateful word or a grimace. Yeah. Uh, we, we, we are vulnerable to harsh language, yes. Like, uh, <laughs> like, yeah. And, and I don't just mean like cutting words could kill any one of us. I mean just like, like what are you even doing here? We're like... We don't know. Yeah. Can you actually be level zero? Well, I mean, I think I was talking to Rudy <laughs> about this, and it's all about you guys coming up with, like, your classes. Like being and, born? And what you do, right, as the sessions are happening, which is huh. super fascinating. Yes, it, it is going to be decision-based leveling. So, like, the things we do in the game and the actions we take will, like, dictate our career paths that uh, you can't uh, theoretically be just um, – I don't know, like this burly in everybody's face brawler hitting people with two by fours. And then when we level, say, I'm a wizard now. It's like, well, <laughs> no, you're not. Yeah, you're not. Can't yeah. just do that. It's, yeah. Your past it's interesting. Is your it, past. Is, it is very different from what I'm accustomed to. But, uh, but I'm enjoying the challenge. Yeah, definitely. It, right. Because you can't really go in with any preconceived notions or like, I guess it, like, it removes the metagaming a little bit, right? So you can't be like, well, you'll be the healer and you'll be the wizard. Like, you kind of have to do it through play, which I, I don't know, that's really neat. Yeah, it, 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 it's an interesting idea. And he's been very adamant that we not discuss our classes, that we not think ahead. And and I'm the dude, I'm a min-max, I am. I'm, I'm the guy that when the campaign starts, I map my character trajectory from like one to 20. Like I already know, it's like at, at level four, I'm taking this feat, uh, at level nine, I'll have this ability, like I'm that dude. So to have it be like, just show up and see what happens, I'm like, oh. Okay. But just show up and not you don't know who you're like what you what class you would end up being. It's just kind of like all of a sudden so, I pointed and like a magic missile came out of my hand. He, well, well, again, we've only had one session and I know that he's got a grand plan that has not been revealed yet. And somewhere off in the distance, I hear his teeth grinding as I'm misstating things. <laughs> but, but, but my understanding of it is well, what, what we did is we came up with fairly elaborate, elaborate and intricate backstories about who we are, where okay. we came from, what we've been through, why we're in Sharn. So that is kind of informing who we are and who we like show up in episode one is. But in terms of like our classes and skills and all of that stuff, yeah, it's going to be dictated by Whoa. by the decisions we make. Yeah, I like that a lot because I think you that's can't. Cool. It, well, it's it's harder to play against type, I guess. You know, because you have to you have to very much make the conscious decision that this is what my character would do in this this moment. But like, yeah, I don't know. I, I like I said, I I'm like with you at some point where like I I plan out a little bit where things are going to go at least in the next couple of levels. Maybe not all twenty like you, but mm -hmm. like. I know. I, I this is this is the concept from for 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 my guy or my girl, right? And not having that control, that's I don't know. I mean, it's 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 risky. It's, it's extremely risky. And in fact, what, it was it was funny because we had our, our first episode, and uh, I, you should watch it if you haven't watched it yet. Uh, it's, it, the the VOD is up on uh, Twitch.tv slash Maze Arcana. Yeah. But we definitely run into an altercation. And I went back and I watched the stream because I always watch any stream that I'm on and I read all the comments. It's <laughs> funny because well, when I write things, I never read the comments. But like performance things, I always do. I don't know why. It's like it's different in my brain somehow. But, Sh Shelly's uh, the exact opposite. 
Never heard an, I've never heard one episode of Dragon Talk. Ever. Uh, I don't even know if it's I, a real thing. It's not. We just make you come uh, in here. If afterwards, if you like, if you like, I could give you some notes, Shelley. <laughs> oh, God. From you, I no, might take no. them. No, you're doing fantastic. It is beautiful. But uh, we, we, we definitely run into this. Uh, we run into an altercation. And in chat, they were like, oh, they're going to smash these people. And on the inside, I'm like, I don't think we are. (laughs) 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 And watching, like, Chad slowly realize, like, what this is and who we are was was a really interesting uh, situation. Oh, man. Now, are these people that you have played D&D with before, or is this group a new group together? I had never rolled dice with anyone in this group. So there is me, B. Dave Walters. There's uh, Satine Phoenix, friend of the show. Uh, there is Kai Norman, uh, Sig, uh, Sig Neutron, um, Nora Ibrahim, and Kyle Vogt. And I knew Satine from Geek and Sundry. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and Rudy's DM, of course. I can't leave him out. You know, as the, as the ambient world of the uni- uh, voice of the universe, Rudy right. Woot. Um, <laughs> So I, I knew Satine from Geek and Sundry, and the first time that I met most of this crew was at uh, Chair D20 um, a little while back. Right. So, because um, we, we kind of got connected, so because I have I have a show on Geek and Sundry called uh, Ask a Black Geek Friend, and uh, that I'm co-host of. And Which while is an awesome things, show, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, good stuff. Yeah, yeah I saw. Um, <laughs> Uh, and uh, I'm, I'm, I'm also on a We're Alive Frontier on Project Alpha while I'm naming things. But uh, <laughs> Rudy and Satine's book came out, and I'd messaged Satine, because I'd just seen her around the studio. We hadn't even done anything together. I mean, she's obviously, she's very hard to miss. She's colorful and beautiful and wonderful. So uh, I messaged her, and I just asked her, like, would you like me to promote your book on our show, um, Sanathar's Lost Notes? Yeah. Available now on DMs Guild. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> it's, it's seamless. It's seamless, right? So uh, she was like, yeah, absolutely, please do. And so I got on the show. I talked about it. I talked about how great it was, how much I love D&D. And I clipped it out, and I sent it to her afterwards. And she was like, oh, my God, thank you so much. Uh, in fact, we're doing this thing coming up soon. Maybe you'd like to be a part of it. And that was Chair D20. And um, I went and I played, and that was actually my first time getting to game on stream. I've been role playing, especially D and D, since I was thirteen. Wow, which is a lot longer ago than I would like to admit. Uh, but <laughs> I've been doing it for years. But I, my introduction to the streaming space was talk, so that was the first time I got to play on stream, and um, you know, I really did my best, and I, I think I did all right, and I must have done okay because I've gotten asked to do some things since then. So yeah, cool. So, so how was it? Was it, like, is it, how is it different from just, just gaming or just talking? It is incredibly different because uh, I, I can tell you this right now, um, vaguely, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> we're, we're, working, we're, we're working on another show at Geek and Sundry, which is another gaming based show. Yeah. And so we've been playing the game, right? And we're playing the game and we're having a great time. And I mean, we're throwing candy at each other. I mean, like everything that you would see in like a commercial about what game night is supposed to look like, like we're really doing that. <laughs> and, then, and then we get to the end of it and we're like, yeah, but that won't work on Twitch. Like what we just did would be awful to watch because people are yelling and they're jumping up and things. So you, you definitely have to be you have to be mindful of two things. You have to be mindful of what it's like for someone to watch what you're doing mm-hmm. because like um, inside jokes. Um, and, you know, Greg and I nerding out about the stickers on his laptop. I mean, that's fun for us, but that's not necessarily fun for an audience. 
So that's one thing, one thing to be aware of. And the other thing is you have to be aware of like your limitations, because even right now, if we're talking, if I'm like, okay, so I sneak up like this, Uh, you know, you're like, no, 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 not that. Nobody can see you when you're off camera. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that thing. Yeah. But besides that, then it's pretty much the same thing. I think if you, if you take every game you've played at the table and you try and extract all of your like detours and non sequiturs and jokes that you start talking about and rambling about Netflix, which I mean, in my experience, is a pretty good chunk of game night because it's just as much about hanging out with your friends right. as playing the game. Right. Um, so you have to extract all of that. And then it's like the distilled essence of game night. It's like a heightened version. That's what I always try. Like it's, it's like you're a little bit on, you're a little bit performing for it. There still can be some crosstalk and some joking around, but it has to be like you know, you're on, right? So it feels very different than, uh, uh, you know, just being around a table and joking and having no, uh, uh, I don't know, not importance, but no, like, performance aspect of it, Uh, which, you know, but, yeah, as soon as you get those cameras on, it has to be, like, this is an entertainment uh, in addition to it being entertaining to just play the game. Yeah, we we just did uh, a couple of weeks ago, we did the, the anniversary stream where we played in the critical role campaign setting. Yeah. And that was interesting because they set it up as um three three hour sessions. No, it was it three four hour sessions. Well, it was the entire day. No, it was three 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 hour sessions with a break oh. in between. Where uh it was a group we three different groups of players played the same group of characters at different levels. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So yes. one group was them at level one. One group was them at level six, and we were them at level ten. Oh, cool! Um, yeah, living in the world with like the repercussions of the things that they've done uh, earlier. It's just and like we were life. Kind of just like life. I am still <laughs> yeah. dealing with ten-year-old Shelley's idiotic choices. You made some bad calls. Dead. It, but you, but you, but you, you made some good ones though, because look where you are. Look where, look, days around the room, Shelley. Yes, started from the bottom. Now we're here. Absolutely. Should have worn sunscreen, Uh, though. Not going to (laughs) lie. But that was that was also a very interesting play experience because uh, Eric um, and uh, Ryan Green and um, it's funny. I'm so used to just looking Eric in the eye and just saying, Eric, you know, shoot tomorrow, Eric. And I'm running through the last name of every Eric I know, and I can't think of his. <laughs> Eric yeah. the the Red. Sorry, uh, Eric. Yeah. <laughs> Eric right. Roberts. What, Eric. <laughs> well, what's say like Eric Tall? It's funny, but like I'm like six nine. If you haven't seen him, like freaky ginormous. Like, you can Whoa. see at the beginning of our Inkwell Society intro video. Like I'm I'm gigantic. Like yeah. I count as a var- I'm a variant human. That like superhero and, lineup shots of you guys. You are definitely the tallest. That's why you have to be like the gangly uh, halfling, uh, you know, uh, wizard. <laughs> exactly. Like, it's just, just play exactly against Todd. Like, aha, smoke bomb. Yeah. But the people are always like, you know, Eric, the tall guy. And I'm like, I'm afraid I need you to be more specific. I don't, I don't know. Eric Campbell. Campbell, Campbell, Campbell. Eric That's Campbell. It. Eric Campbell. I love you dearly, Eric Campbell. Eight big well, Eric. But you know, well, you know, when you just talk to your bros, like, you're not like, hello, Greg Tito. I mean, well, you know we are. So. Actually, this, t- and this. Day and age, yeah, that's I get referred to by Tito a lot, yeah. mostly because there was another Greg here when I started. Until you uh, killed him. the amazing Greg Billsland, and then I killed him and took his essence. <laughs> <laughs> well, there can be only one. It's there can true. Be only one. It's true. Uh, uh, Eric played the character at level one, and then Eric actually ran the campaign for session two, and Ryan Green played the character in session two, and then Sax Carr ran the campaign for session three, and I was the character 
um, in session three. And it's funny because Eric played him, uh, he's a half poor paladin, and Eric played him like a, this kind of like British uh, dock hand dude. <laughs> and then uh, Ryan played him like this PTSD gritty Avenger oh. guy. And then I came along, and I just looked at it, and I was like, what does high charisma and low intelligence look like? And I was like, he'll just be like a good version of Gaston from Beauty and the Beast. And I was very oh. boisterous and, you know, oblivious. And um, it was neat to kind of, like, be able to interpret the character through the lens of what they'd done, but still try and take it in the way that I wanted to go. Um not yeah. to get to it inside the actor studio there. And, um, <laughs> <laughs> You're talking to two former my, theater majors. Where's my stack of blue cards that I need to start asking <laughs> your questions? That's how <laughs> we should set up the studio. <laughs> it's true. With James Lipton, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, two of the characters apparently had... Uh, so when, when we got there, Sam DeLev rolls up to us, and Sam is like, uh, she wants to Kelly Lynn and I. And she's like, I think your two characters are in love. And we were like, this seems legit because our characters ended up in love last time we played. So we were like, sure, absolutely. <laughs> we're in love. And six months had passed between their session and our session. So we started out with just like, we're together now. Let's go through this. And afterwards, we talked to Ryan and Jody, and they were like, we didn't think that at all. We had <laughs> no attraction to each other like in game. So Sam just like a uh, Sam death, <laughs> to, uh, <laughs> you know, going and doing a new thing. But it worked out. Smooth so. matchmaking. But I like even even just the way you're describing him. There's you know there's ebbs and flows in every relationship. Yeah. Uh, there's mm-hmm. going to be points Sometimes where it just takes a while. perhaps during their session they were on the outs or they you know they were exploring different avenues. They were just friends. But then they they you they guys were dating re- other people. You reconnected in the third session, right? Well, if speed taught me anything, uh, there's chemistry in shared trauma, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> so you you can kill a lot of nulls together, and you're like you're you're beautiful when you're. You know, your That's hair true. is tinged. And you're and covered you're in cov- no blood. Covered in no blood. Yes, it's a, it's a <laughs> it's natural aphrodisiac. Flattering. I don't know <laughs> yes. if you knew that. Yeah, you People know, uh, yeah, exactly. He's, he Makes bottles that stuff up. a lovely rouge. <laughs> it does. It brings it out. Brings it out. Nice. Natural hallucinogen, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all, that, all I see is Knowles, though. It's just all, like, howling. and. It could be romantic. It could be romantic. I mean, if you're into that, you know. Yeah. So you were, uh, you said you started playing when you were 13? Just a few years ago? Yeah, just so that's three years ago? <laughs> in, in, in times long past, yeah. I'm, I'm substantially older than I look. Like, I might qualify as a lich now. Um, I appreciate well, like that. Like my shirt. Like my shirt. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Exactly. Yeah. Look out for my people there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, also, what was that like? When? Did, how did you start? The very first game I played was actually, so this is funny. So I was at, well, you can't say it's funny because now you're going to hear it and you're like, that's not funny at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Star, Trek the ne- <laughs> Star Trek The Next Generation was on and it was my birthday. And my mom took me to this little hobby shop to buy me a gift. And when I was looking around, because I wanted a model of the Enterprise, and I was looking around and I saw a book that was Ninjas and Super Spies, the original Ninjas and Super Spies. So, of course, you're a kid. I'm like, both ninjas and super spies? Absolutely. <laughs> so, <laughs> bought the book. But I got it home, and it was, you know, it was a tabletop RPG, but I'm flipping through it, and there's numbers and charts, and I'm like, what is this? It's mm. like a math book. I don't understand it. 
So we actually returned it and bought the Enterprise model. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Years later, I would acquire basically every Ninjas and Super Spies supplement, but I guess technically that was my first brush with tabletop gaming. <laughs> uh, how old were you? How old were you then when when you did that? I had to be about eight. Oh, okay. Six, so it eight, was ten, which is yeah, really hard to parse bug. those those early uh, RPG manuals because right, it was not a lot of images, a lot of type. Yep. Yeah. Yep. In some like pencil sketches and then like the the margin and stuff. Yeah, right. And then all the like freaking spy versus spy. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, so then I circled back around a few years later and I got into riffs because oh. uh, a buddy of mine, my best, the best friend of my best friend, you know how that works, where right. you're like, we're super bros, but you guys are great. And so like we're always together type yeah. thing, even though we're not super bros, Shelly, we are. I know. Like, <laughs> Like, I feel it. It's official. Totally. It's canon, it's canon now. Yep. Put it in the wiki. Yes. It's in the wiki. Uh, uh, he was in the rifts, and so we started playing that, and uh, another friend of mine was like, you should play, if you like that, you should play D&D, because I don't know if anybody here remembers the old rifts game. It was like, the power creep was insane. Like, yeah. every book had something that was like so much stronger than the book before it, where it's like, basically the game didn't make any sense. And so my other buddy was like, we should play D&D instead. Now, I'm from the South. I'm from Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, okay. So, yes. So my mom was very much the <gasps> Dungeons and Dragons. Don't you know what that leads to? You know, that, <laughs> right. that was Which, my mom. She knew Mrs. Tito. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, but I, I was at the proper age that I was like, oh, it leads there. Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> yes. I've been trying to get there. Yeah, yeah. Let's see where this is. Yeah, let's see where this goes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait. So the, she thought it led to, like, you know, uh, sex and drugs and not uh, to the to the devil worship. Because that's where my mom immediately went to where it was like, you're going to lose your soul. Right. Exactly. All right. You're, you're, you're like, uh, everything's negotiable, mom. You know, <laughs> let, let, let's just let's just see what's being offered. Right? I'll be able to get it back <laughs> through adventuring. Right. That's just how it goes. It's just yeah. role play. <laughs> Trust me. You're like a redemptive arc is good drama. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> just like your stories, mom. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. You're going to love this. It's going to pay off. <laughs> hey, Mom, Tito, uh, Tito, it paid off. See? Yeah. Look, it yeah. Paid off. I, I, here she I am. She still doesn't know where Greg works. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, kept, I've kept it secret for three years. She think you're still in North Carolina. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a priest. I'm a priest, Mom, I swear. Yeah. You're, you're, you're like a, perhaps a cleric. Yeah. Uh, Every yes. Sunday we gather together and roll dice. True. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're like, we, uh, we, we smite the wicked. That's what I do for a living, Mom. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's a, it's like a, it's like a, it's like a Constantine reboot starring you. It's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. I, but yeah, I, I need to take up smoking again. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah. And then, then I, I got my, I got my first player's handbook. I still have it when like the seams used to fall apart and it got all ratty on the end, you know, like I can calculate Thacko. I can calculate wow. bars, gates. Yeah, the, the kids, the kids, they don't know how easy they've got it. No, dude, no. Thacko was so hard. You were like, yes. wait, why is this backwards but forwards? And yes, eighteen double O strength. Yeah. Yes, right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So were you were you a fighter back then? Would you would you play as a fighter? Did you get those bonuses? You, you may recall me saying I was a min maxer. I was the fighter mage thief. 
Wow. So I was largely useless for big chunks of, of the story until it all kind of like clicked. But the game was so much harder then, which is funny because I was about to say the game was so much harder because like as a wizard, you had to start with like 1D4 hit points and things like that. Yeah. Except I'm playing in a game now where I started with four hit points. So <laughs> <laughs> You know, maybe I was just soft comes, back then. At least, at least that guy could cast spells and stuff. I, right, one spell you know, once a day. <laughs> one spell once a day, make it count, right? Yeah. Make it count. Do that <laughs> magic missile, that sleep, just sleep, put them to sleep. Oh, no, they missed. They missed. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, we may have discovered the origin of my hatred of nulls, you know, like a missed sleep spell at the wrong time, and then That's everything what, else went wrong. It all yep. came yeah. from there. It, all right. Up. So you were a min-max, so you got all, oh, man, so that took forever for you to level. Is that basically what you're saying? Man, yeah, it did. Yes, it did. Uh, in fact, I had, I had a character um, who was a fighter mage thief who was based on Vampire Hunter D, which I thought was the most profound thing ever. You know, so the big hat and the big sword, and I mean, I was like, so cool, you couldn't tell me anything. And then uh, after that, I played a blade singer for a long time. Ooh. And I, I, I think in in my heart, like, fighter mage is where I tend to come down. Mm. Um, but as, like, a personal weakness of mine, because my, my group, because I, I play in some groups and I DM another group, and I know they're watching right now. And I always go back and forth with uh, uh, one of my players about the fact that it's like, I can't give up level nine spellcasting. Like, I can't do it, right? right? Like, even, <laughs> even though, like, logically I know, what are the odds that this game is going to play that far? You know, they're, they're pretty slim. They're pretty slim that you, you can go the whole distance. Yeah, it's like a two-year, um, three-year commitment right there. Right, right. Although I, I, I did – our group, we went from level one to level 20. We no did way. the whole wow, thing. Wow, really? I, yeah, I, I played them all through it. I played them all through it and gave them an epilogue and all that stuff. It was great. That's impressive. Um, it, we, you, it did take – it took about – took us about four years. <sighs> Yeah, because, you know, you miss a session here and there, yeah, you know, yeah. summertime, people are here and there. Like, yeah, no, but we did do it. That's good. Um, and, uh, yeah, so so even though I'm, like, logically, you know, in, in, in 2026, am I going to have access to, like, wish or miracle? You know, <laughs> that kind of thing's important to me. So, uh, <laughs> God, and the new spells in Xanathar's Guide to Everything for, for level 9 are awesome. It's like, yeah, you don't want to give those up. Just on the off chance, you'll get there. Yeah. Just on, on the off chance. On the off chance, yes. Right. Uh, so, but it's it, it's weird. I'm strange though because I actually hate the leveling process. I hate the leveling process in every game I play. Why is that? I I like the end game. Okay. I like the end game. I I like the you're fighting gods and demons and dragons and you know dare I say going through dungeons. Oh. <laughs> 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 well, wait, so you, like in like World of Warcraft or something like that, you don't like the one through, well, it's not, it's more than 60 now, but like that, that right. was like less fun than, oh, you just see, like playing high level. I'm the opposite. Yeah. But, but see, but like, um, you know, like there's some of the, like, uh, the E7, uh, leagues and things like that, where you're like, you only started level seven or whatever. I'm right. like, eh, nah, uh, uh-uh, nah, it's not my thing, man. It's not my thing. I, I, I enjoy, I enjoy the process in the sense that I enjoy the camaraderie with friends. Like, I've definitely made friends, uh, definitely in World of Warcraft, but even D&D, that some of those shared experiences, you know, bond you together. Like, that's important. Right. And I think it's important to play so that you know what you're doing. Because if you just sit down at the table and it's like, here's a max level character, go, 
well, people are going to be like massively lost. So, I mean, that's important. But if I could sort of like play level one through five and then get like magically transported to the end game, I'd be that dude. That'd be pretty sure. interesting. You could. I mean, who's to say you can't just play your games like that? Imagination. <laughs> it's a game of fantasy. You can just do it. But that'd be a really interesting I mean, I like stream, it. though, too. Like, kind of even what you, you were yeah. talking about with the Inkwell Society of doing, like, uh, you know, the introduction, you figured out their origin, and then... Fast forward. Fast I want to see, like... 15 levels. Like, a version of D&D oh. leveling, like, speed dating. Is like, that... What's happening? Uh, what's the, happening? The, the, there, there, there may be a thing in process. There oh. might be... Might be working on a thing. There's some oh. secrets. Maybe. Oh no! Yeah, I, I was I was trying to be coy with my. Shh. <laughs> I thought I thought you were talking yeah. to the kitty. No, uh, I mean also the to the cat. Yes, but also <laughs> to you. Oh, also See, to the. Well, people. I like it. I like it. Yes, yes. Make it there so. Maybe maybe a thing we're working on. I can't. Oh, wait. I, I can't wait. I can't wait to watch it. That's <laughs> well, I have fun. a bad. Ma- I already forgot what we were talking about. Well, exactly. Where Perfect. Am I? What? <laughs> yeah. This is a show about cats. It's a show about cats. Right. Yeah, uh, and the musical. We're speed dating cats, Shelley. <laughs> yeah. That's what that's what we're doing. Does it work? That would be awesome. Does it not work? So, yes. yeah. Tell me about the two cats and why you chose. Like, why now? Why did you choose just to get two cats now? Are they kittens or cats? Uh, they're eleven months old, so they're technically kittens, but they're gigantic. Like they're huge. They're Bombay cats, which I love. They look wow. like panthers walking around in here, and it's are fantastic. They, are cool. they siblings? Yes, a brother and a sister. Oh, oh. isn't that interesting, yes. Greg Tito? Did they used to be tabaxi? Uh, they may still be tabaxi. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm working at it, you know. And then like, did one of them work. decide to become like uh, like a bounty hunter or something? <laughs> Stupid halfling bounty hunter. Stupid halflings. Yeah. Anyway. Well, I, I feel that way about halflings in general. Uh, halflings, hobbits, like small furry people. Like, I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not a fan of those. No. no. Mm-mm. See, but if you if you can play a cool one, uh, but never no. mind. never mind. I'm not that, right. that makes me but, have to try to be cool, and that's well, not gonna it, work. Same thing in Inkwell Society. We we have a, a gnome mob enforcer who is a thorn in our side that I feel will be a thorn in our side for quite a while. And in the back of my mind, I know he could smash us all. Because um, you guys are zero. We are level zero. Yes, a, sti- a, a stiff wind could defeat our entire <laughs> party. Yes, um, and a badass so, gnome. Well, you know, I've seen it done. I mean, and there's definitely like characters in the fantasy, you know, like a Tesselhod Burfoot, although I guess he's a kinder. Yeah. Um, but basically but a halfling. Yeah. Basically halfling. As the internet erupts into flames, the kinder. <laughs> <laughs> you and I, both of our mentions are going to be like. Brr, brr, brr. Right. <laughs> it's not the same. Margaret, Margaret Weiss is going to message me, be like, no, that's not true. And I'm like, oh, I'm so like, sorry. Like, take it back. Issue an on air retraction. <laughs> that, that is not a thing. Yes. But they're basically. Uh, I will say. <laughs> but kinders are better. Yeah, there you go. That's kinders true. are better having. So, <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, with with the cats. Uh, well, I, I have uh, I have two little girls. My my kids are ten and seven. Oh, cute. And I I wanted to do a pet, and we've dog sat a couple of times, and I deeply love dogs. And my my youngest is essentially a druid. Again, to speak the vernacular. Nice. Uh, 
but she loves animals, like excessively loves them. Like she, she was the little kid that would walk up to the dog and like squeeze it when she's like two. Yeah. And, you, and you're like, you don't have consent yet. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like that's the thing that's going to get you bit. Don't yep. do that. Exactly. I'm like, please don't. Cause I can't really blame the dog if he bites you for that. <laughs> right. like, so that's what I tell my son all the time. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. not his I mean, fault if he bites you. Right. I'm like, you should not do that. Yeah. Uh, so we dog sat a couple times and it got along great, but it just didn't really fit our schedule with the walking and to make sure we're home and everything. Right. So we're like, well, maybe a cat. And we started researching breeds and we found out about Bombay's. Uh, and they're a lot like dogs. They called them Velcro cats as this cat that was all over me has just exemplified. Um, but they're big, they're friendly, they're pretty. Like I didn't want a cat that was gonna like stay in the closet all the time. Right. Like I, I was like, I don't want to have to like feed to keep you alive and then be like resented by you. Yeah. <laughs> well, and have like, like a look. Cats. They give you that look. Yeah. Like, mm. yeah. I'm like, you need me, cat. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a uh, which is funny because Satine's got two cats. I don't want to bust her out too much, but one of them is like a treasure. Like you walk in the door and it's in your face, like hello person, and the other one is a closet cat like that. So I got to like definitely see both sides. Yeah. And um. Like last weekend, if you were in the L.A. area, there was a big promotion uh, at, at the Best Friend Shelter where they were doing uh, $17 adoptions. Wow. And uh, my wife sent me a picture of this little black cat. She's like, look at that face. Right. And I was like, well, she's gone. You know, she's gone. Like we saw the picture. So thousands of people saw this cat. <laughs> like The cat's not there. Right. But we, but we can just go take a look. OK, sure. Because it so happens I'd gotten in a, I got in a check that I wasn't expecting. So I had a little extra money. And then she's like, look at this cat. So I was like, okay, universe, I hear you. Right. You know, <laughs> you know, I understand where Now's this is going. Yeah, let's go take a look. So I didn't even tell the kids we were doing. We drive all the way there. And then I'm like, okay, so we're going in the shelter. But if there's any whining, any crying, we're leaving at that exact second. Because what I didn't want to happen was one loves this dog and one loves that cat. And right. then there's tears. And, right. you know, so I was like, I need you both to lock it down. Before we're going home. <laughs> yeah. Right? So so we walk in and I'm just like, but so we saw this picture and I, and I show her the cat and she's like, yeah, she's still here. And so's her brother. Oh, wow. And we're like brother. And she's like, yeah. That's and probably also, why she was still there. Also, it's two for one adoptions this weekend. So you could adopt them both for $17. <gasps> and on the, on the inside, I'm like, this is two of God's creatures for 17 bucks. But I was like, all right, well, let's let's just go meet them. Let's make sure they're the right personality. You know, because, again, if they were too skittish or too, like, aggressive. Right. I mean, I expected them to be a little reserved around new people because they are cats. But, you know, you can kind of tell the difference of the, like, uh, I'm not too sure about you look versus the I'm terrified of you look versus the I want to eat your face look. Right. <laughs> Uh, and I, I possess all of those looks, for the record. So, I saw a cat in a past yes. So we we go, and sure enough, they're there. And the, the like, shelter helper, like, takes out um, the little girl, and we pet her. And then they take out the little boy, and we pet him. And I'm like, well, you know, tell us about them, where they come from. And they're giving us the backstory. Like, he likes to play, and she likes to cuddle, which is also true. And while we're talking, this other woman and two little kids walk in. And her kids are like five and three, right? Mm -hmm. And so she looks at the cats that we're there with, and her eyes light up when she sees them. Uh oh. And I'm like, oh, I know what this is. And I literally turn back to the woman in mid-sentence. I'm like, well, we need to see what they're like. You know what? We'll take them. Yeah. Because you're and like, she, if I don't do it now, it's, they're going to be gone. 
exactly. Yeah. I was like, nope, let's 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 wrap you this know, up. You know, those people are actually paid by the animal shelter to make you. <laughs> <laughs> You got played. It was a plant. It was yes. a plant. Wouldn't that be a great? That'd be a great tactic. I know. Yeah, a little they, competition. They no, I, I get it. Very successful. They yep. they moved two cats that day. Yes, it absolutely worked. Whatever they're paying the woman, definitely sharing. And now you and might so, have some acting work coming if yep, you, you can be yep. that. You can There's be those people. Sag going actors. Other, yeah, going to other shelters. Okay. Like now I understand. Like, <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, oh that's what we need. Uh, I'll yeah. take it. Oh, that was that's the one that's the one from the picture yeah exactly mm-hmm. like I'll take them all I'll take all the cats <laughs> <laughs> like big dramatic stogie like give me all the cats that's really nice of you not to split them up yes well I, I, I'm, I'm glad that they that they have each other just in general because I'm actually glad that my kids have each other with their age bracket that they yeah. can just kind of have fun and have shared experiences and I kind of wanted that for the cats yeah. and I mean it, it's kind of honestly it's paying off because they play with each other and they wrestle and they're like you know they little like cat chirping and everything which is oh, nice because yeah. I mean historically I've, I've I'm a dog guy I'm not anti-cat but my mom hates cats mm. hates cats my mom too um yeah so I'd, I'd never had a chance to to do it till now so we're, we're 10 days in and she's uh Walking along the window, still over here. I might be getting revisited soon. Sweet. And uh, they, they're like a night shift and a day shift. So she's out like all the time. Like if we're awake, she's awake. And my little boy hides the entire day. And about 9.30, he clocks in. And then he's a man of the people. And he comes out and he wants to like lay all over you and everything. But until then, he's like a vampiric cat. So if, <laughs> yeah. I, go, if, 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 if I go missing, one of the cats was a vampire. Yeah. Oh, all right. Well, it's, it's, and it was well, the, I'm it glad was the I guy. got to talk to you before that. Well, uh, get revenge. That's what I need you to also get is revenge, <laughs> revenge. Jelly. I accept yes. this question. get revenge on that, that actor <laughs> and her two actor children who duped you into adopting those cats. Uh, but to my greater good, to my greater good, yes. Yeah, because you know. now you got two familiars. You got two uh, uh, things you can cast spells through. Exactly. I, I have I have companions now that, that we can launch coordinated attacks with. Exactly. Right. We're so, working on the fastball special. If I could just like fling it in somebody's face. <laughs> <laughs> Does you uh, have you played uh, D and D with your girls? Have you tried to introduce that to them yet? Kind of. I'm building. They. I let them play with the dice sometimes, and I'm building them up to uh, the My Little Pony RPG. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is where we're gonna start. Yeah. Uh, well, it's funny because I, I've tried to teach them things. Operative words being tried. Like I'm a. I'm a martial artist. Like I have black belts in a couple different disciplines, and I've done a bunch of stuff. Oh no way. Really? Uh, you didn't yeah. read his bio. I did. But I'm, I'm acting surprised. But, for oh. Because the, <laughs> yeah, the people haven't. Shelly. Shelly. <laughs> Way to call me out, though. That was cool. That's, that's another note, Shelly. So <laughs> <laughs> call out your co-host. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so, you know, uh, but at this stage, it's more important to me that they enjoy things than be good at them, if that makes sense. Yeah. It's like I'd, I'd rather they're just like, well, this was a fun time with Dad. Right. So, you know, I, I don't push them too hard with the martial arts and I haven't pushed them too hard with the gaming. We've done a little bit, but what they what they like most of all is um, we have a game who's I was about to be upset that I forgot the name of it. But my friend doesn't work at the company anymore, so I no longer feel the need to promote them. Oh. But it's, it's a it's it's basically like Cards Against Humanity, but not gross. Like okay. a, like a family well, okay. friendly version of Cards Against Humanity, if that makes sense. Sure. Um, apples to we apples. We play a lot of that. Yeah, uh, it's not apples to apples. It's um, 
Yeah, I'll find it in a second. All right. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's only because they did my friend wrong. Now I doubly don't feel the oh. need to promote. Understood. But they <laughs> no, like. No, the... one, I really have forgotten. And also, I don't <laughs> blocked out. it out. But I like what you're saying about like trying to like because I'm that same thing. I don't want to push. I my, my girls are six and four, and I'm like, I want you guys to play, but I don't want it to be like this is daddy's thing that you must yep. enjoy, uh, yep. or that's like the perfect way to push them away from something. So yep. uh, yeah, I'm like you. I'm kind of like just testing the waters, letting them play with the dice, and like let them like, all right, you guys want to play? Let's actually like it, have them ask me to play. Yep. That's the secret. Oh, yeah. Well, they, they definitely get the pretend aspect of it, you know, clearly. Right. If you just watch them playing dolls and everything. And then every once in a while, it's like, oh, um, let's go swimming. Well, let's see if, if our friends want to go swimming. And I, like, materialize with the 20-sider, and I'm all like, let us find out if your friends wish <laughs> to go swimming. <laughs> have you persuaded them or have you not? Roll. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And now they like, want no, to play. Yeah, now they want to play. There it is. Like you've cleared the dollhouse. Everybody's coming out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Everybody's yep. jumping in the pool. All right, cool. Mm-hmm. Well, let me know if you if you if you have more success and uh, and and what worked for you when uh, when my girls get a little bit older. I want to try having more more gaming sessions with them. You know, again, I, I think as long as they just feel like they're having fun with dad. Yeah. Um, I, I'm I'm really thinking about because now the the older ones are about ten years old and I'm I'm considering as, assembling some of her friends to play. That's a good call. Which has the real makings of being a train wreck. So I've kind of just got it in my head that really we're just gonna have a little girl party. Yeah. And if they if they happen to actually like do some stuff, you know, it'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. It, it won't be any harder DMing for them than with a. My normal group. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, right. <laughs> they hurt An you. An army of 10-year-olds would be a comparable <laughs> yep. difficulty. Same attention span. We often say hurting, hurting cats, and now you're doing, you're doing both. Hurting cats. Yes, well, when, when I worked as a bodyguard, people asked me what it was like, and I always described it was hurting cats. That was, that was my job. Yep. And, and now as someone who actually cats. has to hurt cats, that is what it is. And yes. you hurl them at, at, at people that you need to or out of the both bar. protect. Hurling out of the bar. and hurting. Yes, it is both of those things. Yes. Yes. So, was it a, was it Giant Hurler? Was that was the three point five class? Was that it? Three Giant Hurler? Yeah, I remember that class. Yeah. Yep. You could hit people with the planet. Yeah. <laughs> with the planet. That's, that, that's that's me as an maxer. It, it was it was basically it 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 required a very liberal interpretation of the rules. So but basically, you had to, you had to get a dungeon master on board. You did. You did because it basically you could you could hit. You could you could attack with any object. You could throw any object, and there wasn't like a hard stated limit. So there was some people like me that came along that were like, "I'll hit him with the planet. I just like grab a mountain and I spit it and hit him with it." <laughs> <laughs> it's all like, <laughs> sure. But can you imagine? I'm like like Tiamat's like rah, and you're like, er. boom. <laughs> you know? Like it just pivots around. <laughs> Hurtling through space, you're like I saved the world by hitting a dragon with a planet. <laughs> I, lo- I loved your foley uh, foley work there. You're like, <laughs> yeah, there it goes. Yeah, I, I, I try try to create a multimedia <laughs> sensory uh, multi sensory transmedia. Yeah, you're, you're all over the place. There it no. is. Love so I bet three point five was pretty good for you as being a min maxer. Then or is that was that your jam? Yes and no, you know, because people are like, it's not fun to do that. To me, it really is a thought experiment, honestly. It's Mm -hmm. not so much that I personally 
want to go out and smash everything by myself and watch the world burn. I just I like thinking through like how could I do right. that? Like like I'm actually playing in a 3.5 campaign right now, uh, and I, I have the the storied druid Planar Shepherd, um, which I actually managed to pull that off, and I basically can't die. Like we're level 12, and I think my AC is 58. What? What? Yeah, I'll send you the sheet. Hand to God. Hand to God, people of the interwebs. All the 58? stories you read are true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's Val, uh, Val Poverty, Val Peace, Val Nonviolence. Um, all of that, uh, like, wisdom bonus to AC. Like, all that uh, Al's wisdom and all that stuff. Yeah, like, I basically can't get killed. But in exchange for that, though, and this doesn't really make... You can't kill anything. <laughs> yeah. can't kill anything. Then technically, I'm not supposed to let the group kill anything either. Oh, Although, I try to kind of underplay that, though, because otherwise that's no fun for them. I'm like, why should the group be punished for my character concept? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, so, like, occasionally I'll, like, wander off to investigate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just, like, yeah. pretend you're looking at your phone. Yeah. The yeah. equivalent. Uh, exactly. I'm like, <laughs> I heard something over here, and uh, you guys see if there's monsters over there. Gee, I you hope know? there's not. Hmm. Right. Oh, no. I come back and then you're like, "Oh, you killed stuff." Oh, I told you guys oh, not to do I that. Only I here to stop that. You weren't <laughs> supposed to kill the stuff, you guys. Yeah, so it's yeah, and yeah, but but it's it's a um, it it is an an interesting an interesting thing to be able to see how all the pieces fit together because one thing I really like about Fifth Edition is. 3.5 got out of hand by the law of unintended consequences mm. uh, because they, they just meant well, where it was like one book is you get a bonus if you do this on Tuesday, and another book <sighs> is you get a bonus if your character is female, and another book is you get a bonus if your enemy is wearing black, and another so, – and, and, and quite honestly, someone like me comes along, yeah. and it's like, so I get plus 16d6 if I attack a dude named Bill on a mountain on Thursday? <laughs> you know? Oh, the Bill like, Slayer class. That was my favorite prestige class. <laughs> <from 3.5. laughs> oh, Bill. <laughs> Bill's yeah. my whole character around that. Exactly. I'll find you. He's like, little did you know, my name is William. Ah, that was my one weakness. One it's actually Bob. <laughs> you need the Bob Slayer class to do it. The Bob Slayer. That actually sounds good. Totally gonna write up a Bob Slayer after this now. Yeah. Well, yeah. No. Yeah. And it was, I'm not sure if it should be spelled like the bobsled team or not. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. Kind of, yeah. I agree. It is. It is also canon now. Yeah. <laughs> it's, we said it on the podcast. That means it's there canon. There it is. Yeah. The official Dun and yeah. Dungeons and Dragons. It, it's, it's, I mean, look at the walls. Like, it. it doesn't get any more official right? than that right there. Yeah, so right. It, it's, in, it's in the lexicon. Yeah. It is now. <laughs> well, it's been awesome uh, uh, talking to you, man. And I'm really excited uh, about where Inkwell Society is going to go. Yeah, uh, me too. Uh, and uh, what, what class you're going to eventually be. <laughs> <laughs> me too, man. Look. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Somewhat against Rudy's wishes, I have an idea. Don't do but it. But I'm open to that idea being changed. I'm because even honestly, even from the very first episode, uh, my character ended up being more boisterous and pleasant than I intended him to be. Right. Honestly, it's just that was kind of how it all played out. So what I thought I was going to do has already changed from episode one. 
So I, I'm, I might come back in a little while and be like, well, I didn't. Int- well, I'm not even going to give a theoretical class. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you Scout's Honor <laughs> if it ends up going much different than I thought it was going to go. All right. Yeah, nice. I'm very curious. And that's uh, yes. Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific time, right? Wednesdays. Wednesdays. I'm sorry. Yes. And Sirens of the Realm yes. is going to be on Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Pacific yes. time. That's right. So Sirens of the Realm is the one with the more talented, more beautiful cast. <laughs> and Wednesday is the more the scummier down in the muck cast. <laughs> oh. Is us on Wednesday. They definitely have Although, more uh, feathery costumes. We'll say that. That's that's an objective yes. thing you can say. There's there's far more boas there, and 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 Sig and Kai are both objectively very beautiful. So that's uh, <laughs> there's, there's something for everybody on Maze Arcana. Really, that's, that's what we're saying. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's there's something for every palette on Maze Arcana. That's Perfect. awesome. Where can people find uh, other than those shows? Uh, uh, stuff you're doing? Uh, yeah, you you mentioned uh, Aska. Uh, I'm gonna say it wrong, so I'll let you say it. What the, uh, what the yes. show title? Well, you can follow me on all of the socials at B Dave Walters or, uh, you know, lurking in Greg's mentions. <laughs> and uh, so it's B D A V E W A L T E R S. Uh, yes, I am co host of Ask Your Black Geek Friend on Geek and Sundry. Uh, we're in between seasons right now, but season one wrapped, and you can catch the whole thing on VOD. We talk a lot about gaming, but the top the show is basically about diversity and inclusion and the need to make room for everybody at the table, is kind of what the show's about. Nice. Uh, yeah. We're doing, uh, again, uh, Inkwell Society, which just session one just aired, so there's still time for you to jump in yep. at the beginning when you don't have to watch 600 hours of content, <laughs> <laughs> um, which is, uh, again, twitch.tv forward slash Maze Arcana. And the last thing that I'm doing right now at this exact second is We're Alive Frontier on Project Alpha, which is horror survival. And I, is Satine and I are the only two people, as far as I know, that will have an informed opinion of is it worse worse to play, worse and more painful to play with Rudy or Ivan Van Norman? Because we've oh. both suffered at, at their hands. Yes. So, yeah. Oh, that, that, I wonder. Now mm-hmm. we, we got to put the, the two of you on an interview next uh, and, uh, and really hash it out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. uh, that's that's the, the, the root of our character's relationship is our shared trauma. Exactly. <laughs> How you got yeah. through it. It binds people together. And I'm glad I did say because I was going to say ask a black nerd friend, uh, but it's black black geek. And it's your. You know, we 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 are that, but in terms of branding, yeah. it is ask your black geek friend. Yes, geeks yes. and nerds—they're all very similar. It's yeah. So again, again, our mentions. Yeah. <laughs> Not the same. We're. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> The, we're, we just like to watch the world burn, I think, is what's that? There it is. There it is. It's like, it's like a little bit of hard burn, yeah. I do that, by the way. Like, a lot of times, uh, we, we did Lore Masters in particular, where uh, we did, right before Black Panther came out, Damien and I were on Lore Masters talking yeah. about Wakanda and Critical Roles right after Lore Masters. And the food order, Ryan's phone was ordering for the food, and he's like, oh, I've got to coordinate the food for Critical Role. And I took his phone so he couldn't get it. And I was like, suffer, be hungry, Talison and Marisha. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, like, the fans are like, you can't do that, baby. Now they won't be able to You can't make them hungry. You're taking food from their mouths. (laughs) How dare you? Some of us just want to watch the world burn. Yeah, that's, that's, with that's us chaotic mm-hmm. neutral mm-hmm. folks around the around here. Yeah, there it is. Well, again, that's uh, tantalizing my inner cat. I didn't knock the thing off the table out of spite. <laughs> I knocked the thing off because it was on the table. Right, it's true. 
Yeah. Because it was there. Yeah. Well, anyway, dude, it was great Curiosity. talking to you. I can't believe where that hour just went. That was I have like so super many more fast. questions, too. We didn't even get to the motivational speaking part. I know, right? So that means well, we have know, to have you back on. I was about to say, I have a solution. We'll just have to do this again. There it is. Yes. Right. Let's do it. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. Uh, uh, good luck with Inkwell and uh, uh, everything you're doing. And uh, we'll, we'll talk more soon. Just uh, thank, thank you guys for having me on here. Look you at this. This awesome. is a, this is an achievement unlocked. I've done it. So there it is. There it is. I feel better oh. about myself. <laughs> you should because you get to do this all the time. There I'm it is. done now. Yeah. You're, you're classing up the joint. Over getting there. Better. Now I'm she just has to fight me. someone. That, oh, well, yeah, I, I got bad news. I got bad news for you, Greg. Yeah, right. So I know where this is headed. <laughs> I'm going down. It's like, it's like suddenly going to cut to that like multi-screen thing, the like uh, technical difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> just as my <laughs> fist just freezes and flurry of blows. Oh, is it Friday at four or Monday at four o'clock already? It's time to fight. Time to throat punch, Greg. All right. Well, awesome. Thanks, Dave. Uh, we'll have you on soon. Yes. Again. Thank you. Thank you guys. Great day. All right. Me too. Bye-bye. That was a fantastic interview. I love that guy. Okay, so this might... I don't want to hurt your feelings. Don't hurt my feelings. He might now be my favorite person in the whole world. Wait, what? You're hurting my feelings? Not hurting my feelings. You're hurting well, your husband's feelings. Maybe you, your kid's feelings. No, he was like number three. <laughs> you were. You used to be number one. <laughs> now it's now it's B. Dave. <laughs> B. Dave is number one. All right. He's the best. He is just uh, uh, wonderful to speak to. I feel like he's got so much... Uh, creativity and, and he does and like just emotion about this game which I mean, you know a lot of people we talk to do that but like it's yeah, I don't know I just it all came to a head with him he's just got such a presence so you can just feel it even skyping him and I just feel good and happy that's right and we never got to see his cat I wish we could have seen his cat I know we need to see that kitty yeah because uh anybody who can rock uh two new cats uh is going to be uh, yeah. pretty high up on the list in and my you book. know Cats love dragon talk. They really do. It's a they thing. They just flock to yeah. the microphone when they know that their, their person is going to be Oh, hi, thing. Kitty. How are you? We do need we need a dragon talk. Kitty. I know. If only it needs to be like a hypoallergenic one because uh, you're allergic. I am allergic to cats, even though I love them. Like, I would, I much prefer cats you uh, do? to any other kind of pet animal. Are you allergic to my cat? Yeah. Like, yeah. when you come over, you it yeah. affects you? Yeah. It does. No. Yeah, but it's only it's the worst if I like touch and pet the cat and yeah. then I touch my eyes and then I'm like, yeah, that's terrible. So I generally try to like, you know, pet and then like wash hands and then I'm usually fine for like a night or two. And don't lay in her bed. I don't lay in her bed or like put my face all over her, right. like her ha- hair. Don't eat out of her food dish. Don't those things. Okay. Uh, I generally try to avoid. Or I'll pop one of those uh, antihistamines and those are usually fine. And then you too. combine that with a little wine. Yeah, yeah exactly. Like, a little. What? You got heavy poor Mazanoble over here. Well, it's just the four of us <laughs> usually. <laughs> <laughs> and the cat. And uh, there you go, Quinn. You need that. Yeah. He does. <laughs> he does. Especially now. All right. So is there anything uh, <gasps> we wanted to get to before we close this? No, out? this was a really good show. It and I, a- I don't think we should ruin it by continuing <laughs> To speak. We might. <laughs> Just let it stand on its own. Just let it go. Like, this All right, was a then. really good, fun show. Rocks are going to fall and everyone's going to die right about now. Ow! Oh, oh, oh man. Oh.